Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Radiohead. Aisha Tyler. A tribe Called Quest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up? Welcome to 2019. I'm Elia Einhorn. You are listening to the Talk House Podcast. Today I'm joined by Annie Fell, associate editor. Annie Fell, welcome to 2019. It's great to be here. <laughs> we have a very cool first show of the year for you. To celebrate the fantastic record label Mexican Summer's 10-year anniversary of existence, we paired two of its most fascinating artists, Ariel Pink and Kate Laban. Mexican Summer is the label that, aside from Kate and Ariel, has released music by Dunyan, Conan Moccasin, Jessica Pratt, Pharaoh Sanders. They're awesome. They also co-founded the esteemed Marfa Myths Fest. Which loyal listeners may have heard Death Cab for Cuties' Dave Depper and Boy Genius's Lucy Dacus praising just a couple episodes ago. To celebrate 10 years in the game, Mexican Summer recently threw their A Decade Deeper party. It was an amazing event at Pioneer Works, the gorgeous nonprofit art space in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Now, Annie, I had never been to this space. I've heard a lot about it. They do fantastic shows and gallery events there. Walking through it is just amazing. It's a nonprofit agency that supports the arts across disciplines. So there's visual artists in residence there. Our producer, Mark, and I saw a number of galleries set up inside where visual artists were working. There's a fucking science lab. Incredible. Yes, there's a science lab inside this art center. And there's a very cool recording studio in just a smaller separate building made out of shipping containers that's given over to musicians for residencies. On the day that we were there for the Mexican summer party where we taped this talk, Dean Blunt was the musician in residence. He was over from London hanging out in New York at Pioneer Works. Very nice. There's also a massive main room where for the party, two big stages were set up. And one of the event's headliners was Ariel Pink. Over a dozen records, Pink has experimented with many different sounds. Hazy psych, lo-fi indie, and saxophone-led classic rock, among so many others. Animal Collective were big fans early on. I think that's how I first heard of him. They were releasing his stuff on Paw Tracks. Yeah, I feel like that's how most people first heard of him from their cosign. After Paw Tracks, he went on to work with 4AD on three albums, including his 2010 album Before Today, which I think a lot of people would consider his real breakout. Totally. And he recently locked in with Mexican Summer, who released his most recent LP dedicated to Bobby Jameson. That came out in 2017. Let's check out another weekend from the album. We Beautiful stuff. So great. Another recent signee to Mexican Summer, who actually also played a rad DJ set at a decade deeper, was Kate Laban. Annie, I so enjoyed meeting Kate Laban in person. As our regular listeners know, although you cannot hear it in my accent, I'm Welsh. I was born in Wales and partially raised there. So I walked right up to Kate and said, Sadahi, Kate. And she looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy talking to me in Welsh in the middle of Brooklyn? <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it. She has collaborated with members of some really seminal Welsh bands, Super Furry Animals, Gorky Zygotic Monkey, Manic Street Preachers, 
And she sings in an accent so thick that the only comparison in my mind is John Cale. Kate relocated from Wales to Los Angeles, and I will say she is truly an artist's artist. She's gone on to a duet with Perfume Genius, sang with Kevin Morby, and so many more. In addition to being an amazing performer, she's also a fantastic producer. Deer Hunter recently stated that she's doing some work on their new record. Incredible. Also, St. Vincent is a big fan, as is Jeff Tweedy. If you can't trust those cosigns, who can you trust? (laughs) Totally. Tweedy said in his Pitchfork 510-1520 just a couple months ago that, quote, Kate LeBon is one of the best out there making music now. It's really rare for people to have a specific sound anymore, but I can always tell when it's her playing guitar. Whenever I try to figure out her guitar parts, they're way harder than they sound. High praise from someone who clearly knows a thing or two about guitar. For sure. Kate has a very cool project with her partner, Tim Presley, a.k.a. White Fence, who also works with Ty Siegel a lot. Their band is called Drinks, and earlier last year they released the record Hippo Light, Kate's most recent solo work was 2017's Rockpool EP. I thought that was beautiful stuff. And from that record, check out the track Perfume Days. Gorgeous, as always. Totally, totally. Now, Kate and Ariel are fans of each other's work, but they'd never actually met in person. The two sat down at the Pioneer Works recording booth and happily chatted away, only stopping because they actually had to get ready for their sets that night. (laughs) Their talk takes in a lot, including the deep flaws they see in the way the music press works. Yes, there are some very strong opinions here from Ariel. As always. (laughs) We hear about the difficult recording process of Kate's upcoming LP. Ariel also talks about how he doesn't always work well with others. Totally. We, we should note here, Annie, that he's never been shy about courting beefs or controversy. Dude has publicly traded words with Madonna, with Grimes. He's gotten into it with, quote, feminists on social media. He's a fascinating, often challenging, and occasionally controversial character. And we hear some of that here. Yeah, it's fun to hear his own take on that. We also hear about the sort of weird act Kate was asked to do for a shoot. We hear Ariel's view that YouTube is probably the only good site on the internet, (laughs) which I'd say is also a controversial take. Yep. And the two really get into what's part of the job of being a professional artist and what's not. Check it out. The talk starts with Kate gifting Ariel a book. Thank you for getting me this gift. Yeah, I thought it was a, a nice icebreaker. Thank you. Um, yeah. uh, can you give me a little uh, background on this guy? This is a Argentinian. Yeah, Argentinian uh, Casares. He was one of uh, Borges' guys. You know, I think he maybe um, is he protege or something? I think I think so. But it's absolutely incredible. It's like uh, very much pertinent. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's very much pertinent to now. You know, that's amazing, yeah. and it's, so, and I really appreciate you thinking about me. Yeah, I love to read, it. and it's got a prologue by. Borges. Yeah, just and, um, telling you how great Casares is, I think. Uh, <laughs> and it, but then there's also all these uh, other names that sort of come up in the in the description. There's like pre Woody Allen, Philip K. Dick, Kafka, post Kafka. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's really short as well. I didn't know if you were an avid reader or not, so I thought a short 
Well, I, I, Novelette is. I'm really into aphorisms. So, so you know, just like bite-sized yeah. t- t- tweet-sized morsels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually am an avid reader, and I, I, I love. I love books. I mean, I'm just always reading stuff. So I appreciate you having the foresight. I'm glad you didn't try to get me my favorite record because that would have never oh, worked I, out. I, I never. <laughs> every, everybody always. Uh, everybody always seems to come assuming that they know what uh, what I like, and what I mm-hmm. like is somehow related to something that sounds like me, which is completely up the wrong tree. <laughs> I uh, yeah, because I, I couldn't be less interested yeah. in things that sound like me. Although I'm influenced by things, so I don't know. How do you yeah. feel about that? I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? I guess it's so it's a tricky one when people ask you what your influences are because I think they assume that you're going to reel off a list of people who sound like you and it's not necessarily music that influences you even. It's, you know, it's... Um, it's also none of their business. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very presumptuous to say that. I mean, like I... I it's it's like what have you been listening to lately? It's just like yeah, it's, 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 it's you know it's kind of, it's kind of like it's my personal it's my secret sauce you know like I mean yeah. that's I don't want to give away that, that that it's like people just offer that stuff up and I'm just like that's my secret yeah. and y- y- why would you ask me that like that's that's I wouldn't tell you I mean as soon as like I tell you I'm gonna have to like listen to something else because I mean it's just yeah. it's, it's my secret. It's also <laughs> real like a real lazy question, huh? It is really lazy, but it's yeah. really lazy only because people are so um, disclosed. I mean, they're just like so e- eager to, it, it just seems to be such a democratic uh, or such a, uh, everybody wants to share the music, you know, and which uh, is, I guess it's a good thing, but on the other hand, it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. It's just a little bit too disposable. I, I, I sub- yeah, I suppose so. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but journalism has uh, become so maybe lazy as well you're just so wary about the things you say because you can say that you've been listening to something and then next thing it's your biggest influence or, oh right you know. exactly so you, you kind of so you kind of, you kind of settle on the the same ones that you actually uh settled on settled on once uh, yeah. 10 years ago or yeah. so uh, yeah i've got my like my the same picks basically for every single time they ask me that. And I won't, it's, I won't it's, even ask you what they are. Uh, you should know by now. It's, it's Robert Smith. It's, it's yeah. a, a, you know, and uh, um, Morbid Angel and, um, you know, I don't yeah. even know. But, I, but it's, 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 it's also really hard to like kind of like decide. It changes as well, doesn't it? You know. There's just so many. Yeah. There's, just, there's just so many. It's, it's um, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to pick and choose. Like who's your... Mm. What's on my turntable? Well, I have, my turntable's not even plugged in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great answer. Though, <laughs> yeah. what, what have I been watching lately? What movies have I seen? Not seen any movies. I've only been on YouTube. And, I, and YouTube is, is, my, is probably the only good site on, on yeah. the internet. I've, um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, animal videos of late. Oh, you know, animal Just videos. lots of whales. Oh, like on Instagram. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like cute <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> Um, uh, rhino versus whale. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, but no one wants to hear about that. You know, they want to hear that you've, you know, been, I don't know, watching some strange foreign deep cut. That, um, right. But that's yeah, no one's business. You just, you just have to tell them that you're watching the old Tyson DeGrasse yeah, all, yeah. all day long. <laughs> it's just a, there's yeah. got to be some sort of pat answer for everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I always find find the um, the interview mm-hmm. as an, a very a very uh, awkward way to initiate a dialogue or conversation. I mean, as soon as you put put it in those terms, yeah, it sort of becomes an a strange uh, 
it just sort of like, you know, what, why do we have to think about it that way? We don't, like, let's not call it an interview. Why can't it just be a conversation like we're having right now? Yeah. I'm just saying it's, but it, it, there's, there's the artifice that sort of like puts it into another realm and automatically, I mean, I love to talk and I love to, to, to discuss and, and I'm pretty, pretty open with talking to people and I'm just about ready to have a conversation with anybody who's crosses my path. Mm. So uh, there's no need to even preface it with, oh, this is an interview. But if only, if only I could think, think about it that way mm-hmm. before doing a publicity campaign, for yeah. instance, it might be a lot easier for me to like actually weather the storm and not, not mm-hmm. sort of become so... Do you get defensive? I, well, I get it, it. To me, it comes across like an interrogation, yeah. Uh, because because they keep on because because it's one after the other, mm-hmm. and they they keep on coming back to the same questions. You know, like I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of like okay, so one more time, who is Bobby Jameson and what yeah. what what did he do? You know, it's, it's kind of like did, yeah. I, I just said what he did, and you're going to read about what he did in every other magazine. So so these are the these are the things that like they ask, and it's kind of like uh, it gets a little bit tiresome to like actually Absolutely. go through the yeah. you have you have your sound bites that you sort of like fall back on your that. slogans and yeah yeah, you know, that, yeah. and i stopped to stop believing in yeah. every anything i'm saying i mean it's, after a while you're just like okay no that's actually not the case i mean like i, mm-hmm. I bobby jameson's yeah i don't really believe that anymore it's like i uh, i can't hide my frustration yeah. after after a full day of doing that it's like um, yeah i mean no one wants to interview me for a full day i think i'm <laughs> I get two or three and I can you, just about... You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, keep it up. But it gets, yeah, it gets my hairs up and I get a little bit defensive when, you know, there's no kind of sense of someone wanting to actually interact with you. And it's more, uh, this is what I've read about you. Is that true? And you go, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, yeah, it, you yes or no answers. Why don't you stop reading what you... Yeah, why don't you ask something interesting? What, yeah, why, why did, did you... So you did your research, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, so you read another interview where I said... It's, it, it's like they, they read the other interviews to, to find out what they're going to ask you. Yeah, so, and they, sometimes they'll even say, so I read in another interview you've, that you you've like been known to say ghosts. you Is that said true? yeah you said you said something yeah. some long time ago as if like you ever said it in, to begin with and you must die by it and i mean it's just i guess that's what you get that's what i i, I get for for having a you know a loose mouth and not not caring yeah. about what i say so it's like you have to watch what you say oh yeah absolutely it's terrible because yeah. I, because I I like to think that I'm just like talking casually here and, and everything's recorded forever now as well, isn't it? I, I mean, yeah, no. And then, and then they write it down. They they mm. print it out, and it's like it's. Just and then like, they put it on t-shirts. And then yeah, and when you read it, I think I think people are you know they're sitting at home quietly reading what you said somewhere, mm. and it's it has a different kind of resonance. I think so. And then um, before you know it, Madonna is is uh, you know sending her uh, her minions out to uh, to kill you. And, uh, and, and, uh, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. <laughs> I didn't say her name. It, it, it was, it was, that's a different Madonna. The original Madonna. Yeah. 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 Just the proverbial Madonna. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, like a sort of a corollary to what we're talking about. I, I think that like, there's nothing more boring than talking about, um, music and things I... that like, Totally agree with you. I mean, it's it's like and talking about yourself is just uh, also really. It's absolutely the, dull, the worst, isn't it? Because it you'll never honestly s- talk about yourself, and you'll never, you know, you'll never really 
tell the interviewer what it is that was, you know, going through your mind or... It's also like... It's, it's everything too... has to have a freaking story, doesn't it? You know, your press release has to be really grandiose and it has to have... What's wrong with just making music? Because that's what you're compelled to do and... And it's too much know. focus on the, the person, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, it's like I feel like I, I get in the way of mm-hmm. of my thing. I don't want my, my stink all over people's... I don't want people to know that much about me, which I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate that they don't really care. Mm-hmm enough to dig deep and to ask me personal yeah. questions. I can actually appreciate that yeah. aspect because they want only a surface level thing. And mm-hmm. my ego sort of grapples with that, like where yeah. I'm just basically like, okay, well, why don't you really care about me? But 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 really, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a, I appreciate that they don't care about me and they, they really don't want to know about me. Yeah. If they did, if I were to disclose who I was and if I was not 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 to be a little bit guarded about it, I would feel like they were like, you know, probably like probing a little bit too much. And so I kind of like, but but part of me is just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not artifice. I'm not a, a product and uh, you don't need to come back and ask me uh, the same th- 20 questions that you asked me in 2004. And, and I, uh, I resent that, but, yeah. but, but, you know, so I, I, you know, and part of me is, is, is just not professional in any kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's, it, it, that that vulnerability kind of gets me, uh, puts, makes me put my foot in my mouth a lot of the time. So I don't know how it is with you, but uh, like I said, I don't think anyone yeah, cares. nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> which is also nice. There's a freedom in that, you know. If no one, no there's one a freedom in that about, too. I mean, yeah, I, I, absolutely. And and I think that's I don't really care either yeah. so much about what other people think too. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to sort of just eventually chuck all mm. good sense to the wind and, and you can can you shut all of that out when you're creating a record or do you start thinking about the, not, not you know all year long i mean yeah. i mean I, like i never talk about myself mm. per se uh any other time any other time of the year mm. i only talk about uh, other people's things like mm-hmm. I, I i could put myself into like business that like i don't have any business yeah. you know opining on things that like i don't i have no business opining about just you know, trying to give people advice, mm. friends, <laughs> but I don't really like to focus on me mm. at all. <laughs> it's yeah. it's really 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 it's, makes me makes you self conscious. Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? It's, I think there's a lot of people like that making music, and then it's you know I don't like being looked at, and then me neither. Yeah, and then you are you know. That's why I'm doing music. To, yeah, I know it's so <laughs> freaking ridiculous, but um. But I, I truly mean it. I hate being looked at, and yet I love playing music. Do you, you like know, performing? I do, and I've, I've liked it more the older I've got. You know. Yeah, because um, it gets either this, it gets easier. Yeah, absolutely, and you do care less about what people think the older you get, and there's you know a freedom. Also, the more that experience end. that you get doing absolutely, it, absolutely, yeah. And, and and it's it's almost like like you sort of like are are facing a an adversary and mm-hmm. you know over and over again and it starts to s- stops intimidating you you know yeah. you, you're like you have no power over me my insecurities are not my worst enemy yeah. I can be vulnerable on stage and then it's like so, aha yeah. I'm actually getting my I'm actually being myself now and yeah. I, I can, you and, can and I'm it's, it's like it's like a new skill power from that yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. but then you can't really buy the power that you have from it because then you start to believe uh you start to believe all the people that are cheering for you and all that kind of stuff. I mean, not many people <laughs> cheer for me. This is, this is, we keep coming back to this. I think there's a big gulf between. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're bluffing. You're deaf. You're completely, you're blind, you're deaf and blind. I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, no, 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 come on. 
The people are there for you. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to take Pat, you know. I don't know how you feel, but uh, uh, since we're getting really therapeutic about it, as I get older, I feel like I get more normal. I'm I'm less of a a weirdo in my mind. In your mind? In my mind, Mm -hmm. which makes me, in my in my opinion, being a weirdo in your own mind is is quite normal. I mean, especially when you're younger, because because <laughs> you're you're forging your own identity. So mm-hmm. you have to be sort of cast out, and your individuality is so kind of like the keystone to your whole being. Yeah. And then as you get older, that gets chipped away at, mm-hmm. and then you sort of eventually start to wear like loafers and, 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 and cardigans and Birkenstocks. You eventually become like a, a, a shuffling old person yeah. that like could be basically exchanged for any other. Your identity is not like the big main thing. No, I think, do you think maybe it's that you feel less like you have to yeah. externalize your weirdness or your you don't, identity? You don't feel threatened kind of, by, yeah. by, by, not being, yeah. by not being special. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's, that being special is it's necessary when you're young. Mm-hmm. To sort of like stake your own individuality, yeah, and to f- go out into the world and feel that sense of love and that love for yourself and mm-hmm. belief in yourself. But then I think that's that's all very wrapped up in people and your accomplishments and proving yourself. And those things eventually happen, hopefully. Then you sort of satisfy that, and then uh, your happiness is not so dependent on it. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of a key to sort of becoming a normal person, in yeah. my opinion. I think it's. Yeah, the older you get, the more you let go yeah. of a lot of things. And and do you think it's age though, or do you think it's like a sort of like a a, a thing that like you know it's, it depends on what you goals you've set for yourself and or, or what your track record is with feeling like you're not. Because I know I know a lot of artists, for instance, that that, that are my age and and a lot of people that like I that I know that like still feel a burning sense of non accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or like they have not been acknowledged, and they really, uh, yeah. It's a it, it's, it's a it's a burning. Pe- yeah, for but me, that's an entitlement almost, isn't it? To feel like it is. I've not been acknowledged, and, and that's also it's also you know it has to do with your own standards. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. And some yeah. people never get enough. You know, mm. getting all the the attention. Yeah, the more you get, the more you you, you crave. Some but. of some people, you know, and yeah. so, but 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 for me, for instance, like I, as soon as you know, a handful of people. Acknowledge me. I was already too famous in my own mind. I was, I was like, okay, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, but, but that was like, at that point, I just basically realized that I was at zero. Yeah. And, how, I, and how, I was operating out of the lack. When, when was that? How old were you then? I was 26. Yeah. It really, at that point, I mean, I, I've, I pretty much realized that I was, for 26 years, I was basically like uh, yearning for love. Yeah. And it was, it was a very desperate attempt and I didn't even realize I was doing it. You know, I would have never admitted it before that. Yeah. And that's, it's about the time I sort of made peace with my, with my family and my appearance and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So nowadays it's just much less about me and much more about uh, whoever um, I'm, I'm fancying or whatever. It's other people and I don't want to bring it back to me all the time, but it's kind of hard to, uh, to escape that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> have you always made music as a solo artist? Have you ever attempted to, did you have a school band or? Oh yeah, 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 no, yeah. I, I, I love playing music with other yeah. people, M- but, mostly, mostly. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in terms of being a solo artist as opposed to being, as opposed to forming a, a band. 
No, I mean, I, I, I only did the solo thing as a sort of side project. Yeah. That eventually sort of take, started to consume more of my time. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I was always really, really liked playing music just as an instrumentalist mm-hmm. and, and, and liking take, to take direction from somebody. And, and I was in bands, I was in other bands, you know, just playing, mm-hmm. uh, playing the instruments and, and, and that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I, I actually love being a playing side guy to, to other, other musicians and, mm-hmm. and the, the people with a vision, you know, like yeah. I said, people that have like a, uh, and I want to compliment that. It's a lot easier for me because I, I don't have to use my, own judgment necessarily. Yeah. I like to sort of compliment or help bring about other people's visions. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. And I love to just sort of like chuck chuck my own decisions to the wind, you know, not to not to be in control of everything, you know. So that's that's sort of like what makes me makes it fun for me. Yeah. And then there then there's a, the chore of my own project, which is just, you know, fraught with lots of doubt and you know, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to come across. Which voice am I going to sing on this one? You know, mm-hmm. that, what am I trying to say? I don't know if I really want to sing this. <laughs> this is not song. This song is for 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 Charlie XCX. It's not for me. It's like, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to sh- finish a record at the moment, and it's probably the longest I've ever taken. How long is that? It's. I started in May, and um, I usually try and make a record really quickly so that you. You're not bogged down with this kind of mental... Right, uh, right, right. It has to be... ...torment of, what is this? Who am I? What's going on? Right, but no, um, you, you definitely you just have to capture it. You have to capture it before yeah, it, it gets away. it's got away. It's it's running and I'm chasing it. If you catch it and you keep it, it's going to die. Uh, it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to start. It's, you, you have to throw it back in the water. You okay. know? Yeah, I think I need to throw it in the water. And no. Then, and then what? Well, th- then you just... you. You capture it again, okay, and then and then you then you eat it. You finally I eat, eat it. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you this don't capture. Good. You don't stare at it for very long. You know, no. you, you don't. You, Throw it back in. You, you keep it fresh. Catch you, again. Just what I tend to do is this because 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 I have a hard time writing songs. Mm-hmm. What I what I do is is I'm since I'm a musician, I have the whole music thing planned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need that needs to be sort of sussed out to my liking. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy doing. And I, I, I think that like, you know, I think of the music as all like a giant production. So it's, so it's, there's different parts to it. There's, there's the face, there's me on top of it, you know, sort of like being sort of like the, the, the crown jewel on top of, or like the, you know, the cherry on top yeah. of, the, of the music. I don't like that person necessarily. That's, that's me. That's like a sort of like, a, you know, the sort of dumb appeal on top of everything else. But that's what people respond to. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so. Part of my job as a producer of my thing is to make sure that everything's just right before I ever get to the point of writing the song, like writing the lyrics, for instance. Yeah. Like I, that's I, the last thing I do before I record it. Mm-hmm. And it has to be right before I record it because if I write the lyrics with any, you know, any, at any time before that, I'm likely to start crossing things out mm-hmm. in the time between recording it down. And it'll never get recorded. Yeah. So I basically fool myself into writing things down spontaneously, then recording it, capturing it, and then it's just like, oh, you don't like that? Too bad, Ariel. It got. It, it's been cap. You, you, sorry. See you later. The, 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 the session's over. I can't go back. Yeah. And so I've I've I've, I've caught caught me in a net, and yeah. I basically was able to sort of like trick myself 
and for better or for worse, you know, warts and all, that's what's going to come out. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and that's the way that I, that I, I don't think about it too much. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way that I kind of like uh, trick myself is like, yeah. you, you, that's what you get, Ariel, from not knowing how to write a song. You have to face the music now that you, everybody's going to have to fucking suffer through your fucking yeah. bullshit because now your unconscious has been captured <laughs> and it's all there for everyone to see yeah. and you recorded it. So you, now you can't it's immortality. It. It's immortality. Yeah. So, so that's part of, part of the process yeah. is you have to be kind of dumb. You have to be the person on the, on the top, the music, the, the singer or the, this has to be a real person. It can't be a, can't be the musician. No, this kind of strive for perfection or, you know. Yeah, they want, people want a real person on yeah, top of it and the lyrics yeah. have to sort of resonate in some sort of way. Mm. And, uh, I appreciate that. I mean, I, but it's also, it's a very, it's the, the hardest thing to do. I mean, I also don't, don't know what to sing or don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what, what you're going for. I mean, I don't, yeah. if I had something to say, I would just say it, you know, I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't have to do it in rhyme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of hard to know what to say in rhyme. Yeah. It's, I just have to sort of just let go and have some sort of unconscious thing happen. Well, that's what I, that's what I usually do. I, you know, I finish the record and then I write the lyrics in the middle of the night when you start getting a little bit. So you write the music first too as well? Yeah, 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 always, oh, you know, okay. and then get a little bit delirious and... Right. You know where you let all your guards down and yeah. you know, things are kind of ridiculous, you but get it some wine and get some, makes you, know, you laugh and open open the bottle of wine, get yeah. drunk, get, 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 yeah. make it a bender for for three days and yeah. <laughs> just go crazy a little God, bit. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ready. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, put some clothes. On. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's she's coming. She's coming. She's coming over. <laughs> we got her. <laughs> she, she, she's, and then you go back into your hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So how long? Just, so you've been working on your thing for for two years now, or, or no? It's it's been it's. I started in May. I did a block in May, and then I did another block that didn't go so well, and then I've just been to the uh, to Joshua Tree for a month, where Samer and I, I think you know Samer. Oh, Samir from Handbag yeah, Factory. Yeah, he's incredible. Oh, amazing. So he yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't know you were working with him. Yeah, I've, he and I set up in. A house in Joshua Tree and had you know an in, an incredible time, but I just I don't yeah I don't know I feel like I'm I'm so removed from the beginnings of this album that I don't know how mm. to be sympathetic, but maybe I don't need to be you know yeah maybe maybe it could yeah, be something else that you've to, that you've never that you've never done before yeah maybe I just need to stop worrying because it's only bloody music isn't it so you know it is only bloody music yeah and uh, um. <laughs> I think that like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I find, um, well, when I was younger, I used to do things at a much more rapid pace mm-hmm. and with like a sense of mission yeah. that just sort of surged behind it and complete mm-hmm. confidence beyond uh, what, you know, beyond the drive was, was, was really, was really essential back then. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as I get older, I'm, I'm, I want to sit down more and I want to much more uh, insecure about the way, you know, kind of like check my breath and comb my hair a little bit more and just mm-hmm. kind of like more self-conscious. Uh, and I don't have that, that urge to, to, you know, Hey, this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a desperation of sorts. So, mm-hmm. so, so for me, like writing music, I only do, I, I have to like plan my whole year around when I'm going to basically in earnest sit down and mm-hmm. focus on it. Yeah. I and, and, and I, and I make a plan and this is like, you know, one month or two months, in advance and that's I plan in, in little ways all the way through you know I had little parts that I'd, 
that I'm ready to sit down and, and, and suss out. But it really only only comes together once a year or something like that, or like when in a pre-planned thing. And then, then I spend like, you know, another year trying to basically make that, make that month sound like it was something. And, and, uh, that's easier, but, but it's, it's not that productive, Mm -hmm. I suppose, but, but it doesn't need to be necessarily. I'm happier not focusing on it all year round. Yeah. You know, like I don't need to be hung up about it. Yeah. I'd like to like stare at the wall most of the year. Yeah. (laughs) And not not have not have to feel like I'm only as good as my art at any given moment. Yeah, it, it, I I don't know. I don't like to even think of myself as an artist. No, no, but I think that's my one of my downfalls at times is where I won't set time aside and be. You know, I feel embarrassed if I'm. You know, if I'm like, this is my time to record, and I just need complete, <laughs> you know, solitude, and <laughs> I, I, you just end up feeling like a complete dick but but sometimes maybe you need a little bit of 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 that if it's something that you are putting yourself into and you you care enough about it to release it and to have you know these people work on it and um i Uh, i I think yeah sometimes i'm my own worst enemy you know in being i i had the experience of uh kind of coming back around full circle to Whereas I started in, in, in the beginning, I started recording just by myself, uh, you know, for years uh, yeah. uh, in, in my bedroom and all that kind of stuff. And just with like a little A track and, and eventually I, I sort of graduated to, towards having a band and, and, and involving other people that have much more better skills than I do and, and can flesh it out. And I started my own hand and everything started to become more diffuse and you know, I, by the end of it, people didn't even know that I was, they didn't know what part I played in the, I mean, I was just a singer or something like that, which I'm not. Uh, I'm a, I would say I'm a merch guy first, sound guy second, and the <laughs> singer third. So so anyway, then I, I started recording in studios with the band and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and it did get away from me. Like mm-hmm. the, the control was started to to go away and the results started to be more compromised. And then I started, I finally figured out a process and then I started, I brought it back to my bedroom mm-hmm. basically as of recently with the last album. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was like after eight years of, of going into recording studios with a band and everything like that. And, you know, having the bill running yeah, and, and also involving other people and l- diluting the thing that I was supposed to be doing sometimes for the better, sometimes for worse. But I found that going back to my my own apartment, having been doing it in my own home, was a really liberating feeling because it was uh, and I did and I you know it was scaled. It was only like me and my engineer and my you know mm. whoever I wanted at any given moment. But basically, it was yeah. pretty pretty much just me again. And I found that that was very re- rewarding and liberating yeah. because uh, because of the things you're talking about because of the pressure wasn't there anymore. Mm. Like it, it was, it was a liberating feeling. Yeah. It, it was doing it in my own environment. I, I didn't have, to, I, could, I could go for lunch exactly where I wanted to go for lunch and didn't have to worry about like studio fees and uh, all yeah, sorts of. Just uh, even sometimes other people's yeah, or comfort other people. or, you know, if are they okay is, and then you, you end up sometimes compromising yourself for the most ridiculous reasons, you know, because you think someone's sulking with you or because you think... Somebody doesn't you know, feel included, somebody doesn't yeah, feel... Yeah, f- yeah, f- yeah, there's, there's like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and so going to the desert with Samo was just and he incredible. Was just, you know, so and, and, and I'm sure he, he was the one who suggested it, right? I mean, he, Well, he, it, was, it was my oh. idea oh. 
but he, I mean, he loves the desert and he's, he's. Let's just go just, out and hang out and like, yeah, you know. just, you know, two friends working on something that, you know, they both are into and. And Summer has a similar similar process. I mean, actually, when he, whenever he works on a record, he gets. I noticed that he he's very uh, he's self conscious about about the results, and he wants to present them to the band at the end. You know, as a, yeah. as a sort of finished product. And I'm I'm not going to disclose that he like. I mean, he doesn't share it with everybody. But I'm just saying, like, I I know that he's very. He wants to deliver something that the that the artist yeah, really he, really really can get behind. And yeah, he really. Cares, yeah, he know. cares. Cares yeah. probably Some, too much. Sometimes to his detriment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. too much. Yeah, but it's to me, it's. But I think he gets involved with artists also that are mm. very, very hands-on with their own work and, and yeah. very, very critical too. Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's a slippery slope, you know. It's absolutely well. Um, it's it's like alchemy, though, isn't it? You know, with with people working together on music, sometimes it just it's alchemy, or it's 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 some sort of like sort of com- you know, it could be a Molotov cocktail, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, with with the. Uh, with directors, I find I have a really hard time mm-hmm. working with directors on videos. Oh yeah, because I I personally hate the the process of making a video mm-hmm. more than I hate being there more than yeah. anything. Like yeah. just the sitting around and waiting. Being an actor in my own video bothers the crap out of me. I, mm-hmm. You can find better looking versions of me that would have acting skills and performative skills. I don't I don't like a director telling me what to do and and how to do it. And, and ask me for me to do it again and again mm-hmm. to fulfill his vision, because I mean, yeah. or to fulfill to, my vision. Yeah, his vision of of what your I, what vision. I'm supposed yeah. to like. My vision. If I'm the, if I have the vision, I'm, I'm like you need to be fulfilling my vision, and my vision is I'm not going to be here. <laughs> so you so 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 you have to have so. a vision, and that's that's that that has you know I see them as movie makers. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I have a film, I I storyboard everything. Yeah. I, I will make sure that every single idea is like fleshed out you know beforehand so that i can like review it second by second play by play and i've done that yeah and i usually have if i'm if i have a video idea like i mean i have that as a sort of contingent you know it's like unless you have a better idea mm-hmm. then like I, we have this idea that we can execute and you can either be a compliment to my vision or you just get the fuck out you know yeah. but directors they earn their titles by being directors, not by being stooges to somebody else's vision. So, mm-hmm. so they are very, very, they, they have to like th- throw in their own uh, suggestions, even when they're being guided or told what to do. And I feel like that's, that's, that's really like not appropriate. I mean, I'm like, I'm like you, I, I don't even care about the title of director. I, I, I'm happy to like give that to somebody else who, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need that, but I need, if I have a vision, you need to basically be the, Facilitate. Yeah. You need to be a monkey. Yeah. And of course, they don't want to be the monkey that basically like takes the credit as the director because yeah. so they had to throw in a wrench into my thing mm-hmm. in order to make their own title yeah. worthwhile because they would never ever just accept a title of director and be a monkey for somebody else's d- direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's for me, and, and I get really, really frustrated mm. because it's just like you just ruined my idea. Because you had to be, you had to earn your title as director. I, I really, really resent it. I mean, I've really like they. They're so caught up on the title. Yeah. And they're. It's like, do you have a vision? All right, let me facilitate your vision. But I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be a monkey in your vision, because I don't like that. 
Mm. Unless you make it, I mean, unless you make it super easy for me and I can come in and do my thing and then I don't want any direction from you because I don't know how to act. I mean, I'm just like not like a performer that way. Mm. Do do you have a go-to no group of people that you've used or people that you've had a good I mean, experience with over I, I well for in a sense yes yeah but it was only good i was essentially giving over complete artistic control mm-hmm. to the director to fulfill their vision yeah and as long as their vision sort of preceded my involvement with if they had like an idea for a video or for a movie mm-hmm. it's a short film basically yeah. and then they told me the idea or they gave me an idea of what they wanted to do. And I was like, okay, well, I might have a song for that. Here's this. Yeah. And then, and then they were executed their thing with total, you know, autonomy mm-hmm. without, without me getting in the way, then it works out. But then if like, you know, it, if I ever had an idea, it's, that's where like things get really, really shaky because I'm, it's hard for me to be on both sides of the camera. Yeah. And uh, it's hard for people to take direction from me. Uh, because they they're just if they're they're used to being the decision maker if they're on the other side of the camera, and so I, I and I'm just not a very good team player in that mm. sense. So I get frustrated. It's mm, good. It's and good. I don't like being on. I don't like videos. I don't like videos that I don't like to be seen either. I mean, like I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point. If you make a video of me, you have to make me look good to I me. Know. But have you ever been directed really well by someone where you feel like they've like extracted something from you on camera. You, you know, I don't, I think so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I have, but yeah. I don't know it. And yeah. the, 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 I, in interview settings, I mean, there's, there's journalists that like have like disarmed me and like mm-hmm. basically got me to reveal things. Yeah. And that's their whole point is like to basically get on my good side and they basically, they win. Yeah. They, they get like the, the interview of a lifetime. I am guarded. They broke through my shell mm-hmm. And then they're a total asshole for doing that. I mean, like, I mean, I, I resent them because they fucking got it from me. It's like, oh, yeah, you fucking it's asshole. It's a game, isn't it? It's no, it, it is. It is. So, yeah. so, so a good director will do it yeah. in a very, very covert way and they will manipulate me in a, in a way to give the performance of a lifetime. That barely ever happens. Hmm. But like it, it can happen, but it's not something that I will necessarily. They have to really like get through my shell. Yeah. And they have to know better than I do. I don't like people that like they come with a camera and they're just like, they're like um, do you mind uh, just can you uh, just um, can you can you? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not rock star enough for them. I don't know that they had some sort of preconceived notion about that. You just they think that they're like a real artist and they're yeah. they're 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 not. It's like it's your photograph, not mine. You know, mm-hmm. make me good. Yeah. So make your make your photographs, but don't. Tell me what to do. I'm not, I mean, I'm, you're wasting my time. Yeah. I'm not going to act the way that you expected me to act. I mean, why are you doing this? Mm. I'm thinking of Wilking Tillman in particular. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, you don't know what you're doing, sir. You're just like making, you're just taking photographs and they get on the covers of magazines and you're using, I don't know what, what you want from me. Like, I mean, like, mm. you don't know how to even get it from me. So, yeah, it's such a, it's such an in, intimate exchange. That is expected from strangers often, and and artists themselves are very awkward too. Like yeah, the, the people, so, the cameramen yeah. are just as awkward sometimes, and they're just mm-hmm. like mm, they don't even know why they're like they come into this yeah. to this vocation. And but yeah, I, I don't work well with those people. I, yeah. I, I need to work with pe- people that are better at mm-hmm. working with people than than I am. Even yeah, and I've always worked with a guy called Casey Raymond, who's incredible. 
he's an amazing artist anyway. But he's 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 been a friend of mine, you know. That's great. From Cardiff, and so there's already a, a rapport with him. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he once did actually try and get me to clean a horse's <laughs> dick for a video. And you didn't expect that, huh? Well, it's you, well <laughs> so your face. Yeah, your friends, your friends can do lots of yeah. lots of things. <laughs> and I think that's where I kind of drew the line with him and say, Casey, I don't know if I want to be that guy. I don't know if I want to be your friend anymore. (laughs) 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 But, you know, once we got over that little... Yeah, (laughs) I think think that's how how friends really uh, uh, sort of... uh, Wiggle their way into your life. The ice. Yeah, no, it's it's they neg you and they they, they yeah. debase you and then you next love them you more. Know. Yeah. <laughs> then next thing you know, you're getting married. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it's it's yeah. I feel like a rag doll sometimes too, in that yeah. sense, in like a like a real tool. But again, there's is that conflict as well of well, it's part of the job in a way, isn't it? You know, and so you you can't turn up. And then lament being there because it's part of the whole picture, it's, isn't it? You know, so it's it's always that kind of uh, conflict. There's, yeah. Uh, have you ever read, um, is it Frankie and Zooey by Salinger? I have not. I'm re- and I've never read any Salinger at oh, all. It's, I should. Yeah. Um, but is there's a, I think it's in one of Frankie's passages, there's a, a letter she writes and she writes about why she gives up theatre and... Um, and it's because I think of that duality of wanting to be a performer but hating the the show after the, the cur- show. Yeah, the show know, after the show, right. Of being in the dressing room and people going, oh, my God, you are amazing. And she can't, yeah. she can't kind of... Own it. She can't be like, thank you. No, Take a compliment. No, it because it makes her just feel... Makes you feel like you've got like, like you're fishing for compliments. You need like some... Yeah, re- that kind of false, oh my God, thank you. Oh God, thank you so much, you know. Yeah, it's like, like you have to like be appreciative of, of yeah, and them. You sh- and you should be and there, and there lies a duality to me, you know. It's kind of you, you're grateful that you're able to do this thing that you want to do and then... But why do you want to do uh, it? Do you want to do it to make people happy? No. Because it makes you feel better to like feel I, well, like you're doing something good yeah, and well, be loved and all that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a terrible fucking thing. Yeah. It's like you're you're a, you're 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 putting yourself out there and you're 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 taking the motivation in mm-hmm. and it's all just basically uh, people are it's it's not you it's not you it's you're getting corrupted. Mm-hmm. It's a very 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 slippery slope. Yeah, I know. And I mean, and artists are very vulnerable mm-hmm. to being used. By other spirits. Yeah. Well, it's so lovely that this is the first time I've met you, even so. How'd it go? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Will there be like like individual interviews uh, after this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was first standoffish yeah. at the very beginning. But, uh, but he I, came along. He came, yeah. came came on too strong. I, mean, I don't know if I will take. The, I don't know if I will accept the second date. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's yeah. very nice to meet you. Yeah, and thank you, you thank you for, uh, oh, for the book. It's totally sweet. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear your DJ set. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> I take great pride in that. <laughs> okay, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us on the Talk House podcast. Big love to Mexican Summer. So many congratulations on your decade of dropping dope tracks. I want to also give big love to Justin Fry, who's director of music programming at Pioneer Works. Thanks for taking such good care of us there, man. 
For exclusive behind-the-scenes photos, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. We are at TalkHouse. The TalkHouse podcast's theme music was composed and performed by The Range. Today's talk was recorded and co-produced by Mark Yoshizumi. Also, big news, TalkHouse is now on Spotify. What? What? We've curated some of our favorite episodes for your listening pleasure. Head over to Spotify and check those out. Also, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We have some very cool episodes coming up, including Vince Clark, the man behind Depeche Mode, Erasure, and Yaz, in conversation with Orbital. We have Preoccupations, chopping it up with Proto Martyr, and we have Tierra Whack with Namdi Ogbanaya, all coming very soon. You don't want to miss it. Till next week, I'm Ellie Einhorn. And I'm Annie Fell. Peace. See ya.